a listener production. Okay, we're ready to go. Woo! Prefer the burping. <laughs> How dare you. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Breaking News, the Just the Gist episode each week where I, Rosie Waterland, give my co-host, Jacob Stanley, the news headlines from across the world that I have decided are important for him to know. Jacob, my friend, how are you, darling? Very well, very eager to see what this week's carefully curated edit of news headlines is going to look like because I know there's been quite a lot going on. It is very carefully um, curated. I mean, I do... I collect things. I have a few different lists. I have like a master list on my phone Mm -hmm. where I collect all kinds of things and, um, you know, obviously we don't have time to get to everything every week. So I will collect current things but also just random facts because, you know, I like to shock you with those. A lot of pooping and bum facts. I always collect a lot of those. Um, And so I've got this master list with just weird, crazy, wacky, interesting stories and then I have like a list that I let you see that, like, you know, in case you want to be across anything. But then I have a secret list that I keep things on that I want to surprise you with. (laughs) And so then before we record this, I kind of sit down and decide on the final few. But there's always a lot floating around. It's an organic Mm -hmm. thing week to week as Mm -hmm. I collect stuff. Um, So always send me things. Um, There's actually one in here that someone sent me, a Gisner sent me this week. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, So send me stuff, guys. But, yeah, it's been a big week in terms of current things. So um, we should just jump right in, I think. There's lots to talk about. Let's go. Ready? Breaking news, breaking news. I got the scoop. I see extra, extra. Read all about it. Breaking news. It's coming down the wire. That was a good one. That was quite peppy. Um, I'm feeling good because after a very busy few weeks of work yesterday, I just had an entire veg day. Mm -hmm. Like I literally just went on TikTok and ate food and sat on the couch by myself because Caleb was away. And so I kind of feel like regenerated, refreshed, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which is nice. Um, And also what I did yesterday during that was watch the Oscars. First headline, Oscars, let's chat. I had a feeling we'd be kicking off right there. Why? What yes. what do you what is it you want to talk about? You got a look on your face like, oh yeah. I just feel like it's really, really satisfying that everything everywhere all at once got the clean sweep that we'd sort of predicted last week. Um yes, but what do you think about the fact that Jamie Lee Curtis won? Do you like that? Yes. People are mad because Angela Bassett, um, they think she should have won and she was very, um, she didn't, she did not make a secret of the fact that she was really disappointed when she lost. Mm -hmm. Uh, Have you seen the video? I've seen a screenshot, yeah. Yeah, so they called out Jamie Lee Curtis's name um, and Angela Bassett looked a mixture of pissed off, devastated, sad, resigned, all of the above. It, mm. I thought it looked like she was about to cry. It mm-hmm. looked like she was holding back tears. And people have been really mad saying, like, Jamie Lee Curtis 
out of the nominees in that Best Supporting Actress category did not deserve to win. She didn't even deserve to win out of her movie. The other girl who played the daughter did a better performance than she did. And um, there is no way she deserved to win against Angela Bassett, who was apparently incredible in Wakanda forever. Mm -hmm. Um, And they think it was one of those ones where Jamie Lee Curtis got it as like a legacy, you deserve it after all this time, Mm. here you go. Kind of like when, you know, um, Russell Crowe didn't win for um, A Beautiful Mind, but then he won for Gladiator and everyone was like, really? But it was like they were just giving it to him because he deserved it that year rather Uh than if because it was the best performance. And so there's that whole thing that people are saying she didn't deserve it. And then also... um, There's a lot of people in the black community saying this always happens. She was the most incredible person in that category. She has had a career that has lasted just as long as Jamie Lee Curtis's. So even if they are giving out a legacy Oscar, she still deserves that even. But Mm -hmm. she doesn't even need that because she gave the best performance and black women are always overlooked and F this, it's fucked. Mm -hmm. That's the sentiment around that. And, I mean, I will say what I really liked was that she didn't pretend to be, like, some people are saying she's a sore loser, but I'm like, I found it quite refreshing that she didn't pretend to be gracious. Like, she, like, she, her face showed what she thought of the result. Mm -hmm. Okay. Thank you for summarising that. I wasn't really aware of all that sort of tension around it. I was just so excited because um, I did love Jamie Lee in the, in that movie, mm. and I've not seen Wakanda Forever or the other movie that Angela was in last year. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I guess I did sort of feel like, oh, this is really nice that she's finally getting this level of recognition yeah. that she never thought she was going to get because yeah. she's seen herself as sort of being pigeonholed as a character actor, um, a genre actor, mm. I think she describes herself In the speech as. she said, I do genre movies, so mm. I never thought, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, interesting. I mean... <laughs> Angela Bassett really should have won for What's Love Got to Do With It. Yeah. All those well, many years ago playing Tina Turner. Yeah, that's what, I mean, that's, they think she deserved it then and they think she deserved it even more now. And a lot of people are saying it's just uh, a very um, a apt representation of the fact that the Academy, which is uh, made up of all the people who vote for the winners, mm-hmm is predominantly made up of white people and also predominantly older white people and predominantly older white men. Mm. And so um, that uh, makeup of voters will often be obvious in the choices they make and the Mm -hmm. winners they pick. And that's Mm -hmm. what everyone thinks happened here, which is, it's complicated because as well, I was like, yay, Jamie Lee, because she's lovely and it is like, Deserved, but also Angela Bassett's face was like, yeah, she didn't hide it, that she was um, an equal mix of upset and angry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. At least she didn't slap anyone. Yeah, well, I'll be interested <laughs> to see what if, she, if and what she says, like, about stuff. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's great, though, that um, uh, Old Mate won Best Actress. What's her name again? Um Michelle Yeoh. Michelle Yeoh, because yeah. a lot of people thought Kate Blanchett was going to pip her to the post and that would have been another example of 
Oh, there would have been riots. Giving it to the white lady again. Yeah, like, so mm. I think that was great. And when, um, oh, um, uh, from the Goonies. Short round. Short round. Um, mm. Key, what's his name? Key, oh, when, and when um, Andrea DeBose read out his name, she she started crying because she was mm. so happy. I wept when he won. Did you? I, oh, I cried. It was beautiful. Yeah. It was beautiful. Oh, so it just made me Very so happy. Warm. It made me so happy that Tom Hanks won the Razzie for Worst Supporting Actor. Oh, did he? For Elvis. <laughs> yeah. That was deserved. And also, what have I been saying the last couple of weeks that Austin Butler's team had been campaigning really hard, but mm. I thought he had gone too cringe. The whole... I can't stop doing this accent thing. And you were like, oh, but they love that. I was like, no, I think they think it's cringe. And then mm. last week when he started talking about having to go to hospital because he put so much into the – and I was like, mm, I think you've pushed it into the ick. I think he mm. gave voters the ick. And that's why Brendan Fraser won for The Whale. Yeah. Yeah. Which has been so well received. Uh, the Whale. No, or the, his win. His win. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, I wanted Brendan Fraser to win. It, as much as I find that movie detestable, I think you can have nuances in your brain and you can t- think two different things about things. I am thrilled that Brendan Fraser won an Oscar and has been mm. welcomed back into the entertainment community and his speech was so lovely. Um, but I do just hate, hate, hate that movie and what it's Have you seen it? And what it is. Yeah, I have. Oh, you've just read? You no, have? I've oh, seen okay. it. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Um, it's outrageously offensive. <laughs> it's okay. outrageously offensive to fat people. I was really offended yesterday when the the whale um won for best um makeup mm-hmm. because of the fat suit. Mm-hmm. Um, and when they won, they had on the screen behind them a massive close up of um Brendan Fraser in character. It, like full standing up shot of no clothes on uh, walking with his walker and it was just like mm. these stomach rolls and, and it was like, look at this incredible, detestable thing they created and they won mm. an Oscar for a fucking fat suit. We shouldn't be putting people in fat suits anymore. I mean, I love Brendan Fraser and I'm glad he got to do the role, but they should have hired, if they wanted a fat actor, they should have hired one. They exist. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Fat suits are offensive and that they won for that in 2023 just was quite demoralizing to me. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Yeah. So we're going to steer you clear of that film. Look, you can watch it if you want. Like I, uh, all I'll say is it's, I'm not going to get into the fat politics of it all because that stuff exhausts me. But um, uh it basically is a film made by a lot of thin people who think they are giving a empathetic portrayal of a fat person and they are not. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't I would be surprised to know or hear that they had talked to consulted with any fat people at all because mm. it's just so um, it's just so obnoxiously lacking in empathy. I can't, it, I, and it just misses the point. There's just, it really implies that um, to be fat, you have to have some kind of misery, tragedy, reason that you are right. emotionally eating, um, that to be fat is to be um, just completely unhappy. Basically, like, 
you know how often um, uh, you and I were talking about it the other week when we were talking about all the Roald Dahl, the books getting changed and stuff, mm-hmm. and and how a lot of his villains, and it is true of a lot of villains in a lot of um, genres, are often fat because we assign mm-hmm. fatness with like. Uh, negativity or evil or something inherently bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and this film kind of takes the trope, that kind of villains are fat trope, but instead in this film it's like um, fatness is to, uh, fatness is misery and despair. Uh-huh. That's it. It's like that. It's the symptom of a problem. It's the symptom of a problem. And there is also absolutely no possible way you can be in a bigger body and not be, um, and not completely hate yourself and Mm -hmm. not completely want to change everything about you. And if you are fat, it is because it is representing an absolute deep misery inside of yourself. And they think that's really profound and important to explain. See, it's not. Like fat people are human because they're sad and it's like, oh, no, that's not, that ain't it. Like that, no, mm-hmm. hold on. It's just, it's hard to explain. But mm-hmm. it's, you know, if people if people want to watch it, watch it. I also, to be honest, just didn't think it was that good a movie, but Brendan Fraser was really great in it. Mm-hmm. I do think he deserved to win the Oscar. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um... I'm happy for Brendan Fraser. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. That's good that you're not feeling too conflicted. No, uh, I think it's lovely. I, I do think it's really, I, think, I thought it was really beautiful that he won. Mm-hmm. It was really nice. Yeah. I got teary. Yeah. And now I hope he can go on to do some less terrible offensive films. I'm sure he will be drowning in opportunities. I hope so. As I think Angela Bassett will and, you know, all mm. the people whose profiles seems to have really been lifted this year um, yeah. because it was such a competitive field. I mean, I haven't really paid attention that mm. much in the last few years. Um, it seemed like, you know, this year it's been getting a lot more discussion. Um, no, I think you just like, you just <laughs> were, in were in the news cycle this year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Actually watched gets, some of the movies. Yeah. <laughs> it, always, it got the same amount as always. And I don't think there was a huge amount of competition this year. I mean, there were some worries that Kate Blanchett was going to win over Michelle Yeoh, um, but I don't think that was ever going to happen. Um, mm. There was also a whole lot of drama and um, uh, uh, what's the word? Um, uh, what's the word? Oh my god! Furor. Furor, but not um, kind of uh, uh, controversy. Oh my god! <laughs> 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 Um, there was a lot of controversy about one of the Best Actress nominees who um, there was a massive campaign to get her nominated because she was in this tiny art house film that nobody had seen mm. and a lot of big-time actresses in Hollywood held screenings at their homes and sent around emails saying, we've got to get this woman nominated. People in tiny films never get nominated. Mm. Um, and so they got this woman, Andrea Riseborough, nominated for this film, this tiny, 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 tiny film she did. Um, but that nomination then pushed out to other people who um, really deserved to be on the list who were both black, mm. uh, the lead actress from Till, and um, there was another lead actress from... 
See, now I can't even remember because she wasn't nominated, which is what the problem with this stuff is. Um, and everyone was like, these white actresses, because it was people like, you know, um, Reese Witherspoon and Jennifer Aniston and all these women banded together to get this white other white woman nominated for her tiny film. And it's like, oh, so you're all willing to band together to lift someone up. But did you not realise that that was going to boot a black, a deserving black woman off the list, which it did? Yeah, right. So there's been quite a bit of, um, yeah, like... Controversy and scandal. Around particularly the best actress race this year. Uh Uh-huh. When it comes to Best Supporting Actor, nobody but Short Round was going to win. That was just in the bag. Everyone knew. Mm, that was um, a lock. And Best Actor as well. I think it was, yeah, it was very much between Brendan and um, Austin. And I just think Austin, that whole I can't stop talking like him just was cringe. Mm, he wrecked yeah, it. Shouldn't have done yeah. that. Shouldn't have done that. Pretty powerful turn off. Have you seen Elvis? No, I haven't. <laughs> oh, you need to. I know. It's on my list. I just want to see Tom Hanks be terrible. Oh, yes. And I think that's like the only win it got. Like it didn't win any of the Oscars. It just won Razzies. Yeah, I don't even which think it won Best Costume, which Catherine Martin always wins. Mm. Interesting. Um, okay, next. Next headline. So... <laughs> This is one we talked about last week. Mm-hmm. And I got you all obsessed. Haley Bieber, single white female in Selena Gomez. I hoped there was going to be an update on this. Did you look at any of the videos? No. No, oh, I totally I put, forgot There to. were links in the show notes to all, like, the best ones. So, as you know, we talked about it. We didn't really focus on the celebrity feud of it because that's boring. We focused on the deep dive weird conspiracy that Haley Bieber has been stalking Selena Gomez four years, and I said to you last week, all these videos are going around on TikTok right now. Justin Bieber's going to see them, and do you think mm-hmm. he's going to look over at Hayley Bieber and just think, who the <laughs> fuck is in my house? What has happened? Like, what's who is this? What's happened? <gasps> Dial's 911. That may be what happened. Oh. Well, people are thinking that they're, like, breaking up. Something's going on. So... Uh-huh. After all these videos came out that basically indicated Hayley Bieber had been stalking him and Selena for years and now he's married to her, um, he had a birthday and he had a big birthday party and she posted on his birthday, like, love you so much, blah, 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 a bunch of photos. He didn't like the post. Update number one. Update number two. At his birthday party... He posted a few, like, carousels of photos, like an Instagram post with, like, 10 photos in it or something, Mm. and they were all just of him and his friends, and in one of them, Haley's in it, and he's looking at her, like, kind of pissed off and annoyed, like he doesn't even want her there, and another one is just a photo of him with his friends, and she happens to accidentally be walking through the frame. So he didn't post any photos with her at this big party, so everyone Uh was like... (gasps) Update number two. Mm-hmm. And then update number three, he's mm-hmm. been spotted not wearing his wedding ring. Oh. And Uh-oh. update number four, he started following Selena on Instagram again. <laughs> so do you think he's realized he's married to a single white female style psychopath? <sighs> 
Oh, it only looks like something's <laughs> happening. Trouble in paradise. But then last mm. night, he and Hayley Bieber both went to uh, like an uh, vanity, the Vanity Fair Oscars party, but they like didn't pose on the red carpet together or anything. They, but mm-hmm. they did arrive together. And then just snuck in the back door. Well, no, she posed, but he didn't pose with her. Like she kind of hung out with the Jenner girls. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you showed up together. I don't know. Just like, stayed away from it. <gasps> I hate that this is something I'm across, but I'm across it because I just really want to know what would you do if you found out that the person you were married to had actually stalked you for a decade? In public. Yeah. Right under everyone's nose. I mean, there are some videos, Jacob, you got to go and watch them. We put the links in the show notes last week where Justin um, is like, and Selena are being like paparazzied while they're walking somewhere. And mm. because it's like a video, like a paparazzi video of them, it's all on video. Mm. And in the background, it's like, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> she's literally standing like on the other side of the street. <laughs> Like looking over, like she's just happens to be where they are and has uh, been caught in the background of all these videos. Like she's just turned up to places where they are. Okay, I've pulled up one of them now. I'm so sorry I didn't do the homework. Yes. I'm running behind on my assignment. Pre- uh, apologies for that. So I'm only just now seeing the tattoos. <gasps> oh. I told you. Mm. It's uh, look, I told it's it's um scary. That's why I don't I don't just care about celebrity goss for no reason. Mm, this is a juicy mm. weird one. Mm-hmm. So look, we'll see. I mean, maybe divorce is on the horizon. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I I would, but that's just me. Thank you for keeping us posted and up to date on this. Of course. Um. Okay, this is a good one. So. <laughs> Remember how I said I've I've been in a Tesla once because an Uber picked me up and it was a Tesla mm. and um I got so annoyed because even the door handle didn't effing work. Like I mm. went to get in and I was like, how does it, it's like some weird, I don't know, you blow on it and then a thing and it pops out. Like I was just like, I can't even get into this car. It's so stupid. Yeah. So a Gisner, Chris, mm. messaged me on Insta and he said, get a load of this. Elon goes on about how he's this amazing inventor, right? Yeah. He only has three patents to his name. So Uh a patent is like the documentation you file legally when you've invented something so that no one can copy it. It's like Elon Musk invented this and it goes into the patent office. Mm -hmm. There is only three patents to his name, Mm -hmm. the things he has invented, (laughs) and one of those three is the door handle on the Tesla. (laughs) Ha-ha! I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. Stinks of Elon. Stinks of Elon. Yeah. Of course he invented the thing that stops you from getting into the car at all. That tracks. Do you that know tracks. the other two things he invented? Uh, no, I don't know. Who knows? Mm. Mm. I don't know. Mm. Another reason to hate Elon. Yeah. I'll add I one mean, to the pile. Apparently he's like responsible for the death of all these different monkeys because he's trying to invent some technology that like alters the brain. <laughs> and he's hoping that soon he'll have done enough experiments on monkeys that they'll be able to start doing it safely on humans. Um, but do he ended what up- to the brain though? 
I think he wants your brain to be able to control computers right. and possibly Teslas. Maybe that's his sure, next generation sure, sure. of how to open the door. Um, but yeah, he got some massive fine because they found out that he was responsible for the death of all these monkeys. Oh, senselessly. Of course. of course. And then did you see this week, I wasn't going to bring it up, but he got into a fight with a Twitter employee on Twitter, a Twitter employee who had been fired on Twitter and mm. it was really bad. Mm. He like, this guy was like, hey, I got. I don't know if I've been fired. I've been locked out of my Slack. Elon, will you respond? And Elon was like, what are you responsible for? And he was like, this, 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 and this. And then obviously Elon went away, got some intel from someone on his Yes Man team, and then tweeted about this guy, oh, this guy was effing lazy. He didn't do any work. He um, He's independently wealthy um, mm. and pretends to have a disability that stops him from getting his job done. And then this guy, this guy was like, uh, okay, let's break down what you just tweeted about me. This guy has muscular dystrophy. Mm. He, I, uh, 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 and then he just tweet, he did this long tweet thread about like, um, you know, my, my task, I'm not independently wealthy. I had started a company that, you know, a couple of years ago I sold to Twitter mm. um, and then I started working at Twitter and then you bought Twitter. And, you know, he just explained it all. But basically it was just like, so you, you, first of all, you just released an employee's private medical information. Which is illegal. Not just of unethical, it it's illegal. No, of course it's illegal. Mm. Second of all, you said that you don't believe it to be true. Third of all, you said that the reason he was fired was because he was lazy, because he was using a pretend illness to not work. But he has now pointed out, no, no, I was getting plenty of work done. The only issue is because of my muscular dystrophy, I can only type for like a couple of hours a day, but the rest of the day I'm doing other things. So I, Because I think something Elon said was, you said you can't type, but you tweet all the time. And he's mm. like, well, yeah, I can... I can use my fingers for particular things. But, like, he was basically like, so you are saying my illness isn't real, but also my illness was the reason I couldn't work. And also you're telling the world about my private medical information. I, he's... Such a joke. He's a joke. But just, like, is, there is no one telling him no. Mm. Truly there is no one telling him no. Yeah. I can't. I, I can't. It's disgraceful. So disgraceful. But, you know, the other day, the widow Stanley was like, Elon Musk started following me on Instagram the other day. <laughs> I blocked him. She was so proud of herself. <laughs> so I went into her account to see just exactly who she'd blocked. Yeah. And it was like Elon underscore Musk underscore 14795 star hash. <laughs> what? He's just like... Did the widow Stanley really think he specifically yeah. followed her? And then she was like, I'll show him. Oh, she was like, how did he find me? I'm on private and I never post anything. Oh, what's his interest? She just lurks. Oh, that's so cute. Such a sweetie. Also, uh, apparently uh, some people have died because the steering wheels keep falling off Teslas, but that's a whole other thing. This isn't the Elon show. Jeez. Um, okay, next up. So, <laughs> this is so funny. This girl on TikTok spent her whole life, um, her name was Gabrielle, mm. and then when she was 15, she needed her birth certificate for something, so she got mm. it off her parents, and they hadn't told her that there had been a typo that they'd never changed, so she went through her whole life thinking her name was Gabrielle, when officially her name was Babrielle. <laughs> <laughs>
Gabrielle. Gabrielle. So is she going by that now? Well, what's the so, next step? It's so annoying because I went to her page and it's like it. this one particular TikTok went viral and then <laughs> I don't think she realised that people want to know more context and the rest of her TikTok is just her doing like outfit unveilings and she hasn't said anything else about it. <laughs> but all these people in the comments were like, oh, my God, we can call you Babs. And then other people were listing their own. Like one girl said, my name's Ashley. And when I got my birth certificate when I was like 18, it was Assley, like Astley. Like they, <laughs> and just other like random things. Like there are so many, I guess it's really easy to get like a, a, a mess up on a mm. birth certificate form. Isn't that what Oprah? Yeah. How, her she name, got the name Oprah? Her name was meant to be um, Orpa. Mm. Orpa. And there was a mix up. And so then she just became Oprah. Typo and we'll keep it. Yeah, yep. why not? Mm. We'll keep it. Um, my birth certificate is wrong and so is my sister's, but I think it's because my parents were doing something dodgy. So like mm. when Rhiannon and my old, so Rhiannon and I have the same mum and dad. And when Rhiannon was born, um, uh, it says mother, like our mum, and then it mm. says dad and it says unknown. And so I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I guess my mum was like trying to pull some single parent pension kind of thing because mm-hmm. my parents were together when Rihanna was born. And then I don't know if they had to continue the ruse or whatever, but when I was born, it has, it does have my mum and my dad's name on it, but it says children of previous, ch- previous children of relationship, none. Oh. I know. <laughs> so I don't know. I think it was some dodgy government rip-off thing that they were doing at the time, probably. Well, yeah, that would definitely be Although, like, my dad did always used to get really paranoid that Rhiannon wasn't actually his daughter because she was too beautiful. Never worried about that with me. But with her, her, apparently he had a real fixation (gasps) on it and I guess the birth certificate thing didn't help out. (laughs) Look, the statute of limitations is probably passed now. Find out. Well, I asked my mum. I was like, what is that? And then she was just like, oh, it was something to do with Centrelink. So I think it was just mm. something to do with that. But who knows? <laughs> um, and, oh, this you'll like this one. Um, so Caleb and I had Muhammad over, my nephew Muhammad, mm. um, for a sleepover. And Caleb was just dressed the way Caleb is dressed. <laughs> and we were sitting on the couch. Muhammad kept looking down at his shoes, like, because mm. Caleb was wearing his usual kind of just boat shoes, which is for him, if he's not in his dress suit shoes, he's in boat shoes. That's his casual shoe, is a boat <laughs> shoe. And Muhammad kept kind of looking down at them. And I was looking at Muhammad and he kept looking down and then looking back up and I could tell he was just bursting to say something. Mm. And then he just went, he looked at Caleb and he went, why are your shoes from the 1800s? <laughs> <laughs> Nice pair of boat shoes. I'll have you know. <laughs> Mum was just like, mm. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> sure, boomer. Mm-hmm. Sure, boomer. <laughs> um, and I guess the other thing I want to talk about is my big breaking news from the weekend: the All About yes. Women Festival. And you were there. I sure was, yeah, and I'm not surprised that um you needed a day to recover. Yeah, from that. I was scared. So plenty of adrenaline. 
I talked about it uh, last week um, that on this past weekend, I interviewed Jeanette McCurdy mm-hmm. um, about her brilliant memoir, I'm Glad My Mum Died, at the All About Women Festival at the Sydney Opera House. Mm-hmm. And um, I was petrified because I don't normally moderate or host or MC or interview. It's just mm-hmm. not my skill set. But I agreed to do it because, you know, we've both written memoirs about abusive mothers and I was like, I can see why they asked me, so okay, I'll do it. But, you know, it was it sold out in the concert mm-hmm. hall of the Opera House. Just an intimate 3,000 people. Yeah, I think it's about 2,600, I think. Um, and she's a big star. And, oh, for once, the Gen Z, Chris, up in the office, knew, knew a thing and was excited. <laughs> he was dying so excited that I'd interviewed the girl from iCarly. I was like, oh, we fi- you finally think something I do is cool. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it was a crazy experience. I think it went well. Mm-hmm. Um, like, everyone did seem to, like, it, like, was really positive about it. It was super well received, yeah. Yeah, I think it was, uh, yeah, it was good. I was pretty, like, Caleb and Rhiannon both watched, like, streamed it, and they both said to me, you looked really nervous for, like, the first two minutes. <laughs> and I was like, I was, because um, it all happened really fast. Like, we literally met each other about a minute before we went on stage, like, getting mm. mic'd up to go on. So we kind of, um, that all happened really fast. And then um, uh, they there wasn't a lot, like, no one had really told me a lot just about the housekeeping of how to do it like mm. so we were about to go on and I was like um so am I going on first and saying something or is she or is there a audio already recorded to introduce us and then we go out and they were like oh um I guess yep. you can just both go out and I was like okay and then they were like oh and by the way there's this iPad and you've got to tell everyone to do the thing on the iPad and I was like what and then they were like okay out you go and they just pushed us out on stage that was the only clunky bit yeah, yeah. and so we walked out like Jeanette and I both were looking at each other like uh, and we walked out and so I just waved and went hi guys hi guys <laughs> <laughs> um welcome and so then I just sort of put together a bit of a welcome. I think I said like, you know, welcome to all about women's in conversation with Jeanette McCurdy and everyone was cheering. And then I said like, I'm your host, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then I also had to do the, by the way, there's this iPad that I, that they just gave me. <laughs> and I <laughs> panicked about that, but it was just very, but yeah, that was just a little clunky that bit. Cause it was all just like, Ooh, what's happening. But, um, it was scary because there's a clock at the front of the stage that only Jeanette and I can see and it's counting down. So from the second you get out there, it's like I've got to keep ticking an eye on this bomb. ticking clock. And so I sort of, you know, had my notes and the clock was there and Jeanette was there and that uh, introduction had been very clunky because it, it hadn't really been planned and um, and there's 3,000 people in front of you. And so I just said to Rhiannon yesterday, I felt like I was – figuring out how to do something I've n- I'd never done before and I had mm. to figure it out in 30 seconds and I had to do that in front of two and a half thousand people. Like it, mm. So it was like, whoa, okay, what is happening? And um, But I think once I sort of asked her that first general question and then it, and then it kind of was cool. It was like, yeah. okay, okay, I've got this. I'm cool. Let's go. Let's flow. Yeah. yeah. There and was then, momentum straight away. Yeah, yeah, there was momentum straight away. And um, 
And I think we just did have a really, what I really wanted and I had really thoroughly prepared just so that we could have a conversation. Because I'm like, Mm. I'm not a journalist. I'm not going to, I don't, I I wasn't going to have a whole lot of questions that I needed to get to. And what I was like, I'm going to learn as much about her as I can and then just go in and talk to her and ask her the things that I want to know and Mm -hmm. that I would just talk to her about if I went out to dinner with her. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm which is what I tried to do, I guess. And it was, um, it was good, I think. Yeah. Everyone in the audience loved it. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, I haven't even read the book. And that's mm. my big regret. I really wish that I'd made the time to read the book before I went along. Yeah. Because then I'm sure everything would have resonated that much deeper. Yeah. Um, I'm assuming that the footage is still available for people to stream. Yeah. Well, too. so a lot of people asked about this. Um and I wasn't sure. So basically, um, it's only licensed, like they're only allowed to show up for 30 days. So if you want to watch it, you can go to the All About Women website and there's a tab up the top that says rent. And then you click on that and then all the stuff that they filmed from the weekend, you can go and you can pay, I think it's like $9 um, and you can watch it, but you have to do that in the next 30 days and then it will be taken mm-hmm. down. So get on it quick, smart, mm-hmm. if you want to watch it. But um yeah, you know, it was, I was just so scared. I've never been so scared in my entire life. Um, you hit it really well. Oh, thanks. You didn't seem nervous in the slightest. Uh, yeah, I was. <laughs> I was. And you're very much in your head. The hard thing is wanting to have a genuine conversation, but also being aware of the fact that you can't just ask the things you only want to ask because, like, I would ask her something and she'd have such a fascinating answer and I'd think, I just want to talk about that for the next 40 minutes. Mm. But you've you've got to be aware that there's a whole audience there and so you have to sort of also ask other things and so it's your job to kind of keep that moving even while you're trying to have a conversation. You also have one part of your brain on like what what's coming next and, oh, shit, the clock's ticking and... Mm. And then also, like, I'm a notorious interrupter. Like, you you know this. Our listeners know this. And so I was like, okay, I've really got to not, not do that. So I was, like, really aware of not interrupting. But also, interrupting is just a normal part of good conversation. Like, when someone says something and you go, oh, my God, that... And so you want to let it be natural but not too much. And also it's not about you. It's about her. And so I was, like, not trying to... <sighs> it, was, it was stressful, but I think it went really well. Everyone seemed to really like it. Yeah, and sure. um, she and I got along really, really well. And when I did sort of stop panicking about not saying anything about myself, um, which was when I jumped in and did the Mormon, told the she because mm. at one point she was like, I she mentioned being Mormon and she said to the crowd, Is anybody here Mormon? And it was just like silence. And I was sitting there going, well, I was Mormon. Funny you should mention. Um, but I don't know. I'm not allowed, I'm not really meant to interrupt or say anything about myself. And then I was like, oh, fuck it, Rosie, stop over. You've got to be yourself. Mm. And so I was like, I was Mormon. And then, and once I, and she was like, what? And then we kind of talked and I was like, oh, okay. So there is room for me to, to jump in and have this be just natural and more of a real connection rather than a mm. stiff interview. Um and so we did kind of, I, I mentioned my mum a couple of times and, and that I think really helped helped with the conversation. Um, and afterwards, yeah, we just, she was like, we just got along really well and we spent a bit of time together after uh, I was with her and her partner um, in her dressing room for a bit. And um, 
Yeah, like I think me and Jeanette McCurdy might be friends. Buds. Yeah. Yes. Because we that have had right. quite similar, you know, experiences on very different specific backdrops, but mm. still a lot of really similar stuff. And um, and we just, the conversation we had on stage, I think a good sign that it was a good conversation is the second we got off stage, we just wanted to keep talking. Like yeah. we wanted to, yeah, so. There was real chemistry there. Yeah. You could feel it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I will never do anything like that again. <laughs> You've ticked that box. Truly. And can move forward. My nerves could not take it because I just was so scared for two weeks. And then that whole day I was, I had a whole other panel in the morning that I just like about reality dating, which was a great panel. It was me, Brooke mm. Blurton and Nakia Louie. And like, it's like, I just didn't even, I was like, oh yeah, that panel. I don't, uh, cause I was just so scared about what was coming at the end of the day. But, um, but that one's not available to rent, so you had to have been there to see that one. But that one was actually really cool too because Nakia Louie um, was moderating and she, you know, had a lot of quite serious questions sort of, you know, to do with like feminist critique and why do we watch these kinds of reality dating shows and all that kind of stuff. And right before we went on, Brooke just said to us, oh, hey, I'm not under like an NDA anymore, so I'll tell you guys whatever you want. And I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> walk out on stage and I don't think Nakia was particularly interested in any of that kind of gossip, but I mm. was. And mm. so I kept asking kind of specific things about just like what happened behind the scenes on her shows and stuff. And mm. so I think there was a really good balance of like Nakia asking quite serious questions and me just going, oh, and who said yeah. what to who? <laughs> did you get anything juicy you'd care to share with her? Um, Yeah, so I did ask her about... There had been a rumour in the uh, series. So she was first on the Honey Badgers series as mm. he was The Bachelor and she was one of the contestants and then she went on to become The Bachelorette. Mm-hmm. And there had been a rumour on her series, on his series, sorry, that she was a, like, front runner. Like, it was, mm. like, there was four of them left, I think. And he, all of a sudden, it was so strange. They had a date and she told him she wanted to leave. She was just like, I'm not feeling it. I want to go. And he was like, I respect that. Cool. And it came out of nowhere because it seemed like she really liked him and they really liked each other. Mm. And so then this rumour started going around that he had secretly told her that he wasn't ready to pick anyone because he's he famously didn't pick anyone in the end. That's right. And because yeah. he liked her and respected her, he told her, look, I'm not going to pick anyone at the end, so I'm giving you the chance to keep your dignity and bow out. And that's why she just very suddenly was like, I'm not feeling it and I'm Mm -hmm. going. And I said to her, was that true? Did he secretly tell you, like, I'm going? Mm -hmm. And she was, uh, like I said, was that, did he do it, like, to be considerate? And she's like, I don't know if he did it to be considerate, but yes, it was true. He (gasps) did secretly tell me that he wasn't going to pick anyone. And I was like, how? And she goes, it's so hard because they're always listening. Mm. Like when you are together, they're listening. And she said they were on a motorbike on like some date. And um, so uh, they were mic'd up and I think there was someone driving behind them. 
but they were on the motorbike, so they were isolated, like just the two of them for once. Mm. And he started going really fast to kind of like lose the guy, the camera following them. And then he motioned to her, like, cover your microphone, cover your microphone. And he turned off the GoPros on the motorbike. And she was like, what? And then he started signaling to her. Like she said, it was like, I was like, it's like you're a hostage. Like it's like a hostage situation. So he started signaling to her like, there's four of you left, like holding up four fingers. I'm not picking anyone. Like you should go. Like it was all done by like hand signals and and covering the thing. And she sort of got the idea of what he was saying from that. And that was how they did it. Like, because there's otherwise the producers would know. So I was like, oh, my God, you're literally in a hostage situation. It's so crazy. It's like spycraft. It is. Wow. And so he managed to get that information to her and then she was able to say she wanted to go on her own terms rather than get to the end and get rejected in a really embarrassing way. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. And are they still friends? I don't think, not from her tone (laughs) when she talked about him, I don't think so. Um, She also oofed... told us because uh, she's obviously Indigenous and, like, she Mm. went on to become the first Indigenous bisexual bachelorette and our moderator, Nakia Louie, was also Indigenous. So they had some really interesting chat just about the dynamics of being the only Indigenous person in a group full of white women and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, And Brooke actually said when on the first day we were at the airport and, like, all getting onto the bus to go to the mansion in Honey Badger season, so her and, like, 20 other girls or whatever, mm. um, people thought she was the help. <gasps> Stop. Other contestants. Oh. So she was like, you know, you don't know anyone, but we all know what we're there for. And, you know, everyone sort of got to the bus and had all this luggage and I'm really friendly. And, like, so I was saying hi to people and I was helping them put, like, bags on the in the thing. Like, mm. so I was just kind of doing that. I'm, that's just my natural instinct to be, like, friendly and helpful. And then so she did that and then um, she went and got on the bus and a few girls were like, oh, are you with that? Are you are you a contestant? Oh, we thought you were just, like, the bag person. Like, and she was, like, so straight away (laughs) I knew there was going to be a bit of a disconnect with some of the girls. And I, oh. I just, and Brooke is so lovely. She was kind of laughing and, and Nakia was like, just looked furious. And I was just shocked. I was like, the whole room when she said it was like, what? <laughs> I oh. mm. So yeah, she, she like revealed some stuff. Mm. Um, and I just, of course, wanted to gossip about all of it the whole time, but it was the All About Women's Festival. So we also had to like. Have some Tackle serious issues. Yes, of course, yeah. which we did. Nakia mm. was really great at, like, um, making sure the conversation was broad and we got a lot of stuff because if it had been me, I would have just been wanting to gossip the whole time. But, um, mm. yeah, it was, it was <laughs> a really a good, good balance. We did get a good balance. It was a good panel. Um, yeah, but it was a really good day. So if you want to watch the Jeanette McCurdy one, be quick because it won't be up for long. Yeah, get in there. Particularly if you've read the book, you'll really, really enjoy yeah, this if conversation. You've, if you've read the book, you'll enjoy it. If you're a fan of hers, you'll enjoy it. If you are just someone who's interested in the dynamics of, you know, abusive parents and how that affects you growing up and how it affects you as an adult and all, we just we went into all that kind of stuff. Mm. And she's a really great speaker. She's a so great articulate. speaker. Yeah. yeah, she's really articulate, really... Um, honest, generous with what she is willing to reveal and talk about. Just, yeah, 
really, mm-hmm. really cool. It was a really good chat. Um, really cool girl. Um, okay, Recos. I literally didn't have any this week because I've been so busy working. Mm-hmm. And so I went to uh, resident Gen Zer in the office, Chris, Chris, who, uh-huh. you know, didn't know Jurassic Park was a movie and didn't know but George Street had, had cars on it. Mm-hmm. But once, one time, but big fan of iCarly. And I said, so I don't have any records this week. What are the kids into? Kids with a Z. Mm. And he went, don't say kids with a Z. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> um, he said Sex Life on Netflix. Is it Sex Slash Life is a uh-huh. good show, I, which I have not watched, but I have heard about it, so I guess. And I also found this one interesting um, he said the kids are into MH370 and there is that new mm. documentary on Netflix that's just come out about it. I guess, oh, the Malaysia Airlines Yeah, because I guess mm. to his age group, it what, it happened about 10 years ago, so it probably mm. was something that was the big kind of mysterious conspiracy of their childhood high school years. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, so he was super into that. Uh-huh. That's on my list to do. Yeah. That drops the G-step I know. People ask point. for it all the time. I just, I worry, like, how much is it disappeared and and then and then that's the end? Or, but oh, there's it's a all lot the different of, theories. Yeah, the theories, right? Yeah. That's where it starts to get a little bit. So, yeah, I was, I was surprised Chris mentioned that. I was like, oh, so the kids are into that. I don't understand mm-hmm. the kids. I mean, I'd, <laughs> do you remember? Remember last week we were uh, we had just finished recording and we bumped into Oliver, my cousin Sophie's boyfriend, oh, yeah. out in World Square, oh. and he was um, <laughs> he was in World Square because he was meeting someone to that he got on from Facebook Marketplace to buy a Deliveroo jacket, mm. and I was like, oh, is this some hipster thing? Like, is it like cool and ironic to wear a Deliveroo jacket? Mm. And he was like, no, it's just it's a really good like weather rain coat jacket. I just really need a good he, – because he's thinking of getting into maybe doing Uber delivery and mm. Deliveroo had made really solid, well-made raincoats for their riders. Mm. And I was like, uh-huh, is this a hipster Gen Z thing? And he was like, no, it's a normal protective clothing. Practical. Practical thing. And I was like, oh, I don't understand the kids. <laughs> Well, I don't know if the kids would be into my reco. Yeah, which which is? This is probably for the elder millennials and above. Um, I finally read The Thursday Murder Club, which so many people that? have read and enjoyed. It's like a murder mystery book that is about a group of retirees who live in a retirement village. Um, and one murder happens and then another murder happens and another murder happens. Oh. And as you go along, you find out about these people's backgrounds and they're all in their late 70s, but like one of them, spoiler, possibly, mm-hmm. um, used to be a spy. And um, ah. yeah, you get to learn about the different careers and life experiences they've had. It's very sort of lighthearted yeah. um, and written in such a beautiful, witty way. And it's just so very, very British. And, oh, it's um, a British book. It is. When and did the audio it come out? Book, fantastic. I think 2020. And since then, there have been oh. two sequels already with a fourth one coming along. Oh. Um, so yeah, just very entertaining. It will certainly yeah. hook you in. You'll fall in love with the characters yeah. um, and the plot's pretty um, twisty and bendy as well. So definitely put that on your list. And, and the if it's already books. on your list, bump it up to the top. Audiobook, Good. sensational. Yeah, okay. Yes. The woman who narrates the first two books, mwah, 
She's the woman who plays Princess Margaret in the most recent season of The Crown. Helena Bottom Carter? No, oh, she the did older three version. And four. Yeah. The next older, one along. Yeah. Yeah, okay. season five. Oh, cool. I like mm. that actress. Mm. Um, and then another comedy special. Which one? On YouTube. Kelsey Cook is Who's her that? name. She's a female American. Yeah. Um, and her newest special is called The Hustler. Mm-hmm. I think it might be her first special, actually. She's fairly young. Mm. Um, but I really think all of you will enjoy that very, very much. Okay. So we'll pop a link to that in the show notes as the well. Hustler. Is it only on YouTube or is it on any streamer or anything? Oh, I haven't broadened my search mm. beyond. But, yeah, it's there on YouTube, so you can watch it for free. Cool. Um, and also, have you listened to Miley's album? Oh, just the song on the radio. Flowers. And seen, yeah, and the video mm. where she's in the gold dress, which is obviously a, um Easter egg about Jennifer Lawrence. Um, oh, you buy that, do you? Of course. It's so pointed. Do you not buy that? So people think like, well, it's not. It's not even thinking. It's true. They know it's true because Jennifer Lawrence said it was true in an interview that she and Liam were hooking up on the set of The Hunger Games, and that was while he was with Miley. And years later, and Miley thought he was cheating, but he always denied it. And years later, um, in an interview, I think he and Miley weren't together anymore, so she probably didn't even think about it. Someone asked Jennifer if they like, did you? You guys pashed on screen, but did you ever pash off screen? And she was laughing. She was like, of course we did. Like, uh-huh. So she just kind of dropped it in an interview thinking it was a funny story, but it was like, ah, oh, lol, he was with Miley then. Uh-huh. So, and then she wore a gold dress to the premiere of The Hunger Games and it looks very similar to the one Miley is very pointedly wearing in the song about him cheating on her. Mm-hmm. How is that not and looking better the in thing? It. Exactly, mm. looking much better in it. See how I never know, like, about the actual thing. I just know the gossip and conspiracies around the thing. (laughs) So, yes, I've heard Flowers, but no, I haven't listened to the the rest of that album. (laughs) Why? There are some really, really good tunes on there. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so that just came out a few days ago, I think, Mm. um, and I've been playing it on repeat. There are a couple of clangers, but there are some really great bops. I don't listen to music. (laughs) I just, (laughs) I don't. It's only been in the last few months that I've really got back into it. Yeah, I listen to podcasts and audiobooks. And Mm. I mean, maybe I should, but I just never do. It's the best mood elevator. Okay. It really is, yeah. But it's not enough to occupy my thoughts and Mm. I am not a mentally healthy person, so I do not ever want to be alone with my thoughts. (laughs) So music, I'm like, well, that's not going to do it. Just easy self in, a couple of songs at a time. Okay, I'll try. Maybe I'll start with Miley. Yeah. Or I'll start with my favourite song that you hate. Don't. I tried to discover (laughs) a little something to make me sweeter. Leave meetings. Oh, baby, refrain from breaking my heart. I don't care if you're leaving. I'm so in love with you. I'll be forever. He's gone, guys. He's gone. (laughs) All right. Uh, Well, I'll, I'll, I'll finish this on my own then. I won't. Uh, force you to listen either. Is she done? <laughs> She's done. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Bye. Bye. <laughs> what song was that? <gasps> Little respect. Lindsay wants to know. Ha <laughs> ha. Because did you like it?
<laughs> Did you, Lindsay? Is you, are you asking because you liked it? <laughs> That's why you're asking, right? Because you really liked it. I am interested in what the source material okay, is. Okay, so wait. <laughs> let me get to the chorus. So uh, where did I get to? Oh, this is the chorus that everyone knows. Ah, don't you give it don't you give it all you if you are. So baby, please give a little respect to me. It's called uh, A Little Respect and it's by Eurasia and I love it so much. And I always make Jacob listen to it as a hype song before we go on stage in our live shows. And I think it hypes me up and it hypes him down because he hates it. (laughs) But I love it. (laughs) No, I don't think I've ever heard of it before. I'm glad you asked though, Lindsay. I'm glad I piqued (laughs) your interest. I'll take that to mean I gave a beautifully listenable rendition. (sighs) Okay, bye everyone. Bye. Sorry about that. Listener.